Hello, and welcome to the Random Rant Generator. I'm Cloud McCloud of Cloud McGannison. This is Cloud McCloud from Cloud 7, Final 7, Final Cloud 7. And this is Cloud that rides with a monkey, Goku Nimbus. We're all clouds, that's the joke. Anyway, what are we talking about first? <laughs> Don, it's on um, you, Cloudy. Yeah, so, Nimbus. um, I was thinking we could talk about footwear. I'd really like to talk about footwear because... Footwear is something that's really misunderstood and um, under-understood, yeah. and there's a lot to know about it, and people really kind of kind of uh, undervalue it. I'll say I did not expect that. Well, see, yeah. this is the thing, because I know you've talked, uh, I know you said you're, you, you were, like, a really good, like, you're very knowledgeable about, about footwear, mm -hmm. and, like, I just, like, I found that so very oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. I have to know what you mean by footwear. Is it just, like... Just anything that's on Question, your feet. Is it the wares that can go on your feet? <laughs> is it just things that can yeah. be put on your feet? You know, yes. banana peels, fair enough. Footwear, yeah, yeah, all sorts of different you Buckets. know styles Footwears. and uh, purposes and things like that. I've worked um, anything more than one is plural, right? Mm -hmm. So I've worked decades. <laughs> and, fair enough. In yeah. the footwear industry, I've actually worked in footwear for specialty footwear for about eleven years. Fair enough. Um, Cumulatively, and that's ranging everywhere from like specialty athletic oriented things to um, like hiking footwear to minimalist footwear to casual footwear yeah. to modern foot binding, which so, is what I like to yeah, call oh high God. heels. So, what everyone is talking about right now, of course, is what kind of footwear are you wearing? Yeah, so I've actually got Skater like some shoes. Nike SBs, I've actually got um. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got some Nike SBs. Uh, fly, fly. Yeah, whatever. My brother actually gave these to me. So Nice. Ugh. I have shoes. Yeah. I they have. Shoes. <laughs> no, there's Asics. Uh, the brand is. Or sorry, the Asics brand, but I forgot what the title of them is. Yeah, they're a. You know what? I'm actually really glad that you're wearing Asics because Asics is um, Asics is a brand that the ASICS is a Latin phrase, and I'm, I don't know it, but it translates. Yeah, it sounds. It does. I think I've seen it. It translates to a sound mind and a sound body. Really? Yes. And is that, um, so is that like? Does that mean like foot, certain footwear inspired? Well, yeah, because there's like therapeutic footwear and there's like yeah. athletic footwear, and that's the first thing you, like oh I think about when I hear about footwear. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of people think about you know an athletic application because that's where we see a lot of it, or uh, a or, hiking application where we see like hiking boots, things that yeah, are like specialty yeah, made yeah. for certain, or things. like Doctor Scholl's <laughs> stuff, like for mm -hmm. like you know help help your back support and like yes. you know, flat footedness and chilly. Yep, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, do we have uh, Asics? Anima son in corpore sano. Yeah, and it's the translation is a healthy soul and a healthy body. A healthy soul and a healthy body. I love I it. I did not know that. I it's just a... wear them because they're lightweight running shoes. Yeah, and it's since a... I ran cross country in high school, uh, they were better for me because most of the place I run, I didn't use cleats mm -hmm. because we were running on concrete too much, so I just dull your spikes. Yeah, and so these are 
decently good quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably put 50,000 miles on a pair before they completely destroyed. Nice. And if I actually too. ran mm-hmm. them correctly and didn't run pigeon-toed, I could probably get more miles out of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a good running form. Well, yeah, I've got the Skechers Sport Wide Fit. Because for the longest time, right, I thought I was a size 12. I've worn size 12 since I was like 10 years fucking old. But I'm actually a size 10 with a wide fit. Mm-hmm. But I never knew there was a wide fit fucking shoe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I never knew they existed. And I found these yeah. and they're like the goddamn game changer. I can ten. walk well. I can ten walk well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten, ten and a half. Ten, yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, wide fit, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only say people with wide feet. They gotta wear wide shoes. Yeah, yeah, no, and they have to know that they fucking exist before they can goddamn buy them. So I would sure. like to know more about your uh, your dark web foot fetishes. Like, so dark web foot fetish. One of yeah. my favorite uh, games to play right. when I'm no. passing time is uh, name that shoe. I can just sit and watch people walk by, and I can tell you like the model of their shoe. Oh shit! Uh, sometimes iterations of like uh, you know like car models they come out a certain year yeah and so it's like sometimes i can be like hey that's the glycerin 22 i can just like look at it and i know because i've sold enough of that shoe to just like spout off the model right yeah it's not all that often that i like just know you know this is this version but it's a fun game to play hey okay this is the that shoe i can see this one's that and i can just ramble them off in an airport or something like that where there's population density Damn. That's a that's a my mom can tell like uh, headlights of a car like right? the make of a car by the, by right. their headlights and I'm like that's that's impressive I can I can remember people's names if I stare at their face long enough. I can recognize all the colors in the rainbow. Nice, <laughs> nice. the ones that I'm not colorblind to. <laughs> so I wanted, uh, I'd like to cycle back to um, mm-hmm. you know talking about size, talking about width. Yeah. Um, everybody's feet are so drastically different, you know, mm-hmm. just like a fingerprint. All of us have, you know, one toe that's different than all the rest of the toes, one toe that's longer, one foot that's wider. It's either going to be taller or occupy more volume in a shoe. So even though it might not measure wider or longer, uh, that shoe might always feel a little bit tighter just because maybe you're dominant on that side. And so that has a little bit more uh, tight musculature. And so your arch is a little bit higher on that side than the other side. And all of this is to say that we all have different phenotypes, and a phenotype is our genetic expression. Like, two daisies don't look exactly the same, but you can identify a daisy still, right? We're all humans, and none of us look exactly the same, even the identical twins. Yeah. We all have different feet, and the footwear industry answer is one size fits all. That tends to be capitalism's answer, right? It's just like, it's going to be the number one seller yeah. And, and let's put all of our eggs in that basket. Yeah. And footwear really does that a lot for us. Um, it really just treats us like we're all one. And yeah. it's it's pretty damaging for our feet when we don't understand the implications of some of the things. Right. 
It's insulting, frankly. You know, I I am my own special little snowflake, and I demand to be respected. Okay, no, it's it's true though. It's it's very it's it's very fucking true. Honestly, they can fix people's visions with the uh, those dollar store reading uh, reading glasses. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they don't give a fuck if like you like like you should go from uh, you can't like wear a specific size because they keep on falling off your fucking face. I'm so glad you bring up glasses because. Because our feet are sensing organs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when we take <clears throat> and put all this cushion and all of this support on a sensing organ, it has our feet have over 10,000 nerve endings. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about, let's not talk about, um, like, Chinese, uh, what is it? Foot uh, binding? No, like... Um, oh, that number sister? Acupuncture, mm, like all of massage. these things, acupressure, reflexology, there's all these things that tie the feet into the entire systems of the body. And these mm. are traditional, like handed down after generation types of medicine, right? Mm. Um, our feet are sensing organs. They've got tons of nerve endings. The majority of our proprioceptors are in our feet and our ankles. They're uptaking information all the time. Mm. And when we put thick cushion and support on these things and socks and all these things were doling our input yeah and so it's like oh yeah it's like dollar store glasses mm-hmm. yeah that can work for a lot of people but if you're trying to um see really well you should go get a prescription right. you know what i mean if you're nearsighted or farsighted or whatever and you need to be able to focus on whatever's so far away from you you should probably you know Go get a prescription, not just a dollar store. Dollar store would work in a pinch, right. and it works for most people. But a prescription is also another option, right? Yeah. So, how do you prescribe shoes for people? Then I know it's a weird way to say it, but there, I just go in there. And it's like, okay, this is a ten and a half shoe. It's an A six. Yeah. It they doesn't fit. cost three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I'm good. I mean, I used to be able to get a pair of A sixes on sale for twenty bucks, yeah. and I wear them for over a year. I think that's an awesome and it's question. Like, hey. I paid twenty bucks for my feet this year, <laughs> right? And next right. year they're like, "Oh, it's thirty-five this year." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pushing on it. I right. know I need the shoes because I wear them every single day. Right? Yeah. Thirty. I haven't learned how to be a monk. Last and, time like, I walk, walk. Last time I went in, it was like forty-five, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, my shoes are getting more expensive." Yeah, it's truly tough, and um, like I said, it's it's a great question because. Uh, you know, if you need a prescription, you go to the doctor, you go to somebody who's trained, a professional, and you they put you through a battery of tests and they get feedback from you. And that's a lot of what I did in the footwear industry. It wasn't like I worked at, uh, you know, Payless Shoes and I ran shoes for somebody. Right. It was like white glove service. I had a shoehorn putting the shoe on, wow. asking a battery of questions. What are you using it for? Let me watch you walk barefoot. Uh, stand on one foot, all sorts of, uh, you know, Mm. all these hoops that we're jumping through. And some of it is even honestly performative where it's just like, I can tell a lot about your feet and the first three things I had you do, but I'm going to have you do all five because I always do all five. You know what I mean? Um, Same with you when you go to the doctor. He's not just going to stop after one test and be like, I already know that you need this sort of prescription. He's going to go through all the things just to check the boxes, make sure the things are right. Anyways, I say all that to say, you know, largely it's being in tune with the fact and admitting the fact that I can't see that when the doctor asks you, right? Mm. So it's just your own perception. If you're like, okay, you know, I've got uh, some knee pain. Well, that knee pain is biofeedback. 
And so paying attention to that and acknowledging it and contemplating it is really our first step. And then if you want, you can go see a professional or you can seek to educate your, your own self by, you know, the internet or by listening to us right now. Right. <laughs> this is the perfect place for all your footwear uh, understanding. Yeah. You can have a footwear and, podcast. And something that's interesting uh, is that pain is a biofeedback. Yeah. You know, a lot of people confuse pain for injury mm. because often pain comes with an injury. But in cases of like, oh, I've been holding up this, you know, whatever for so long. Will you please just get it screwed up? <laughs> you know, whatever it is. You know, you're holding something up for somebody. You you start losing blood. You could really do that for like an hour. Mm. But your body's sitting there telling you like, it's giving you this biofeedback. This isn't good. This isn't sustainable. This, you can't keep doing this. You could. You can bypass that. And you can be like, like, okay, I know that I can though. Yeah. But eventually, it's not going to be sustainable. Eventually, there's not going to be enough blood flow left, or yeah. you're going to become so weak. Right? Yeah, it just becomes a passive-aggressive nanny at some point. <laughs> Yo, exactly. So pain in our body is a lot like that. A lot of times, people will confuse pain for injury when we know the difference between pain and injury. Yeah. We do. And we well, have an idea. That. At the very least, because I mean, there's, there's, there's like not, not, not to go off on a tangent or anything, but like as comparative to how we used to be in like the BCs and shit like that, like our physicality is so completely different. So changed. Uh, it, yeah, it's I mean, because we're we're living in a lapse of comfort as compared to the people who used to fucking sleep in the desert, and that was like 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 all the all the fucking time. So like it's a couple so places true. now. Uh, yeah, our floor right now is concrete, <laughs> right? Yeah. With uh, maybe a quarter inch to two inches of like it's, soft it's, materials over the top of it. Right. It's not an organic surface, yeah. and our bodies wouldn't react well to this. Yeah, and so this is kind of going once again into kind, you know, more what Joel was saying. It's like we can't just like prescribe this is the foot, the shoe that you should wear everywhere. Well, I mean, there should because definitely will, be, there's, like... There's footwear that will work on this surface, and yeah. there's footwear that will right. be optimized yeah. for a different surface, like mm -hmm. a trail, or mm -hmm. the gym, or well, basketball. Kind of going off what you were talking about is that, over time, you just take, like, mile times yeah. for the fastest people in the world, and traditionally, what made the times jump was not better physical fitness. Mm. There's a little bit that's been improved by physical fitness, but a lot of it has to do with shoes while well, it has to do with surface you're running on yeah um i mean as they've improved mm -hmm. tracks so that tracks actually absorb and um less energy as you run you're able to run faster i mean there was a guy who earlier this year i believe or late last year ran the first sub two hour marathon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the reason why he was able to do that was well first it was an actual marathon because it wasn't like he was running there it was they specifically designed the everything it was laps around a um, the inner part of a city, but they had a vehicle running ahead of him that was painting a line for where five to six people would run in front of him to cut air. And so basically it was, is it possible for a human in the right conditions to be able to run a sub two hour marathon? What's a sub two hour minute marathon? So a marathon Just is... Just something that is impossible before. Nobody well, had ever done it. It wasn't impossible. It was, that right. was the goal. It was kind of like the right. sub four minute mile. It was, we know we can get there, but who's going to be the first one there? Because every single time we get a little bit closer. No, I mean, so the sub. Marathon, so 
marathon, you know, that's a distance. I know, run. I know okay. the marathon. The sub I'm, two yeah. hours means that the time comes up as one hour, 59 minutes and some number of seconds and does not crest over the two hours. So yep. I think the fastest marathon. Faster than two hours, basically. Like oh, okay. Sub two. So sub okay. two hours, yeah. your time is below two under, hours. Under, I think the fastest yeah, one yeah. is like a two hour and three minutes or two hour, four minutes, mm-hmm. which is wow, ridiculous for yeah. that. I mean, but it's, they gave him a special pair of shoes. He was running on a very specific track. Yeah. They had brought in some of the best marathoners in the world yeah. to pace for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he did it, and he did it in like one hour, 58 minutes, I believe. I think he cut it, was almost a minute under. Damn. Well, so there, I mean, it's also compared, I mean, we're also comparing to like fucking like ancient times where they, I don't know if you heard about the, the, the footsteps they found on the beach like a long ass time ago where they, uh, they, they found out they're like the, like fucking old school, uh, 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 caveman type people were Here's like, had, had, had a, uh, had a running stride of like, it was like twice the fucking distance of, of, of people now. Sure. And then there was like the, the Roman where they, um, there was a, there was a, a, a Roman messenger, a, a messenger uh, ship with a bunch of crew people. They had to go from, it was like Rome to fucking, um, I don't remember what it was, but it was like they had to reach there in less than a day. And it like it's usually like a three day rowing trip, and these like twelve motherfuckers are just speeding there the entire time. Didn't take a break uh, like a break the entire fucking time. It's just mm-hmm. like the entire. Ge- uh, uh, it's a con- it, 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 it's it's like we're we're stepping away from the need for those excessive endurance runs and shit like yeah. that. We're also going into the into the uh, the the state of like um, constant fucking like futuristic robotech shit where we have like fucking like power suits and shit like that mm-hmm. so we're like we're finding the balance between mm-hmm. those two but mm-hmm. not to not to not to completely again go off into a tangent but yeah go on sorry you were you were saying about that you yeah, know it's just that traditionally what improves us right now is the the stuff that we yeah get. it's yeah. technology yeah. Um, yeah i mean there's still which is why like you know in uh, olympic swimming they've banned certain suits because they yeah. make you too fast. Yeah. They uh, give you too nice of a... Gotta go fast, but not that fast. Uh, was it? A profile in the water. It cuts to the point where you have less drag. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this question of, like, you know, at what point are we going to never really break the records that are out there except by little, little bits? Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking, like... Maybe a second or so. Well, then there's like going to the be sub, runs. there's going to be category uh, 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 fucking uh, uh, record breakings. Like what's 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 raw raw uh, raw running ability as compared to like enhanced running ability mm-hmm. with all these fucking mm-hmm. like. You know, I mean, it's kind of one of the things that is the number of people who have ran under a sub four minute mile is a couple hundred. Yeah. But the number of people who have ran under a sub three minute forty five second is like. Six. Yeah. And even that's 15 Six. seconds. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't that long. Yeah. Oh, it's long enough, though. Oh, no, but it's long Point enough. Point 15 like, seconds is shows, long enough. You know, it shows the difference between top, like, mm. the highest quality of athletes the world has ever seen. Yeah. And the really, really, really good. It's the same thing when you look at, like, um, people who have run a sub 10 second 100 meter dash. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But a sub 9.9, a lot less. Yeah. That one tenth of a second... Yeah, makes such a huge difference when you look at like that is where the break is for you know Olympic athletes compared to the top tier of Olympic athletes. Right. 
Yeah, the best of the best. The 1% of the 1%. Yep. Yeah. Now, versus the average Joe that's like, hey, I ran in 22 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I ran a mile and didn't die today. You know, that's a good, that's a good stepping up. What was your mile time? 1702. (laughs) Yeah. Bravo, you finished. You got there. You got there. You didn't pass out or anything. You didn't start crying. Well, maybe a couple of tears. (laughs) But you kept on going. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. If you would just step over here, you can collect your completion. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Uh, Participation. Go back. Sorry, going back to where we started from. So what are some ideas you have for people who are trying to get the right fit shoe and they don't know what the right fit shoe should be? So there's there's really just so much to think about uh, to answer that question. Mm. So I do want to tie this in this this in with like when we talk about technology and how it is helping us, right? Mm. Um, footwear has come such a long way from its origins were protect the feet. Its origins were, you know, oh, we want to venture into the desert where, uh, you know, the sands are hot. So yeah, exactly. We want to venture into the tundra. So let's put a little bit of insulation on our feet. Um, It it began as like a protection, right? And uh, as such, we started to learn how to protect our feet better and better. And at a certain point, it becomes a crutch. Mm, Yeah. And as a as a small child, people say, "Oh, let's get some shoes for so and so." They're taking their first steps, and it quickly escalates into a yeah. lot of cushion, a lot of support. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's good. I... What's the right footwear for a person? Well, what are you going to be using it for? I dedicate I dedicate a percentage of my time in a week to being barefoot or wearing barefoot footwear. Mm. I dedicate a certain amount of time in a week to wearing supportive footwear because there's a balance between the two that should be exercised. Mm. Because if your feet are always encountering the same surface, then you're removing their ability to adapt. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, no, yeah, that, that makes, that, it makes sense. Cause like I never, uh, uh, one, I hated sandals as a kid and two, I never walked barefoot on the outside cause I always had, I just always had shoes on. I never really thought about it. You know? yeah. So if I walk out, if I walk, I, I've tried, and I've tried walking barefoot outside a couple of times mm-hmm. just so I can, because like, I've heard the same thing that you were saying before. Like step you need to yeah, step on the grass. Yeah. You're reconnecting with nature. You're reconnecting mm-hmm. with how your body is supposed mm-hmm. to be in a natural environment. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, 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 I fucking inject video games in my system. <laughs> so I don't know how much that. And that's, so, <laughs> that's, so, that's so fine. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah that's I hear so that. Fine. I used to go walk around in flip flops in the snow I, growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. It's, like, it's a different experience for your feet. But man. like, I would say cool. the more time I walked barefoot was at night than during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Also because like I get snow during the winter, but during the summertime it's a hundred plus degrees outside, mm-hmm. and there's no way I'm walking around barefoot yeah. in that kind of weather. Partially because my feet burn really easily. Yeah. Unluckily for just with how I burned them so bad that. I can get a second-degree burn in under an hour on my feet if I leave them unprotected. Mm-hmm. So when um, I think about, like, uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? Oh, I was just going to say that, but, like, I'd go walk around the neighborhood in socks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> See, this is how I, I know I'm an I'm an overprivileged city boy because I th- I I thought <laughs> like, used to go walking no. through them wheat fields. Fucking, well, no, I'm thinking about walking feet. on the savannah. I'm like, oh man, there's gonna be a sharp ass rock that stabs the bottom of my foot. I'm right. thinking about walking on grass. It's like I know someone or something has pissed on this grass at some point. <laughs> and I don't want no pissy bottom feet. But yeah, no, yeah. like so yeah. instead of pissy bottom on your shoes, you then track around your house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then, then, and then, and then you can anyway. be called the pissy bottom boy. Pissy, pissy, pissy feet bottom. Boy. Uh, pissy pissy, pissy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just realize that you then get to go back into your house. Yeah. And, now and then you it's going to be piss, it's all piss on your carpet. House. And then you walk it's around piss. barefoot on it and it gets on your feet anyway. Yeah. So this is making me not so, want to walk barefoot outside. Thank you. No, no, just kidding. So all no, it's actually I still is want, just yeah. wash your feet. Right. Well, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Let me just not fucking. Uh, I, I had no idea you should wash your. Can this fucking act? With soap, too, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to spit shine. You know? <laughs> and if you have hair on your feet, you better shampoo and cream rinse them. There right. you go. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking, uh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Hobbit, Hobbit feet. And shit. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I want to think about real quick, when we uh. think about the feet as a sensing organ, and you say, you know, you pretty much city boy always had these shoes on, yeah. right? What if your whole life you had earplugs in? Like, how would you know the soft chitter-chatter of a chipmunk as it digs in a hole for an acorn? Right. He lives in a city. As cute as hell. As cute as hell. That is pretty great. That is pretty great. Chipmunks around here. I love, yeah, no, I still love that. Don't take that imagery for me, okay? Like, I love the chipmunks. The two horns honking down the road of them trying to tell the other person to go because they're Get the the fuck out of the way! How do you know? How do you know the soft moaning of your neighbor getting laid? You know, I would prefer not that. That is. It, it, how would you know the disgruntlement of your mother when you have disappointed her? Right. I mean, it's pretty obvious. She makes it pretty apparent. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. some and I would know my neighbors. I would know. I would recognize my neighbors' moans from when I made them moan. You know, it's, I'm. It's, it's, Second Mom, we learned more about you today. No, right. no, like, is no, that what climb through the windows? Is that was a, it was. Is it was, your neighbor gonna be listening? Do we need to cut that part? <laughs> yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> we know each so fucking well. The twelve, one of the twelve people who listen to this podcast is probably my neighbor. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's a, it's a world block wide phenomenon. Yeah, no, I've met my neighbor once. He's pretty chill. Well, they are pretty chill. It's. He has, I don't know, I don't even know. Never mind, it doesn't matter. What were you saying? <laughs> what were you? Chipmunks in the waterfalls, right? So what it is, is why don't you try to walk around barefoot? Why don't you try to I never, like, one, I never chipmunk. think about it. One, I never think about it. Two, I never really have flip-flops or anything, so I can't just, like, quickly pull them out. But, like, you know, I have house shoes and mm-hmm. shit, but I always think to put shoes on when I go outside because I don't want to track dirt on the inside. It's just never, it's never a thing that occurred. It's never a thing mm-hmm. I did as a child. So what I'm hearing is you should go to a park. I'm definitely not going barefoot into a fucking park, okay? I've not, I've not hit that level of hipster or hippie. No offense to anyone who has done, who, who has done so. What do you wear around your house? House shoes. I don't like to wear barefoot. What kind I, of house shoes, though? Just, just like, like a slipper? Yeah, just like the old men fucking house shoes. Yeah. Like, Are they see? loose on your feet? They're pretty loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are they, like, lined with, uh... Do they have, like, a cozy lining in there? I'm yeah, trying to get a good pretty, mental image. Yeah, they're pretty... Yeah. Do they have a back? 
They do, but I never use it. Could you kick them off if you wanted to? Yeah. And I usually kick them off when I'm just sitting. You're basically barefoot. Yeah. Okay. So that's barefoot too. Yeah. I'm gonna you know, yeah, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start just wearing my house shoes to the door and then going barefoot and just seeing yeah. how free I can be. Yo, I wanna I wanna give you I wanna give you an opportunity to have a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I'd I I like a pair to, of nickel shift instead? I would like to Shiver. define <laughs> I would like to define orthotic. Ooh. An orthotic is a support brace or splint used to support a line, prevent or correct the function of movable parts of the body. Hmm. All footwear, to an extent, is an orthotic because it will alter how your foot moves. Your hmm. foot's going to move even a little bit differently in socks than it will um, barefooted because there's a different texture underfoot. It's going to make a different grip on a surface, right? It's subtle. We're splitting hairs here with right. a sock and barefoot for sure, mm. but footwear is an orthotic. So when I when I ask you these questions about can you kick it off, I'm gauging how much is it making your foot work, mm. and your foot's working near barefoot. Okay. So that's why I say it's a barefoot. There's all sorts of shoes that would be called barefoot shoes, but you're definitely not barefoot. You've got it's you just know, three it's... or four millimeters of, of EVA or PU underfoot that's there to protect Sometimes puncture proof. Sometimes you know it's for like water and shit. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like an extra exactly. thin foot condom. Yes, basically. It's and at like, this point, footwear. You know, you go someplace, shirt and shoes required. It's a hygiene thing. Yeah, our skin yeah. is can be permeable, right? It takes things in, and our feet are going to do the same thing. So we can't just be walking around barefoot all the time if people have pissed on the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See? Yeah. It's important See? to just be considerate of, am I balancing my time in a supportive footwear with something that's not supportive? And then, on that same exact note, at that point, if you're balancing that, then you're changing it up on your feet all the time, and your feet are constantly having to adapt, which means that you've just increased the workload that your feet are doing, Yeah. which means now you need to maintain your feet. Mm. So, essentially, we this should discussion all be is... We should all be earthbenders, right? <laughs> we should yeah. all be earthbenders, truly. Yeah. We should be listening to our surroundings with our feet, but, mm -hmm. but also massaging them every night. Toph yeah. was always massaging her feet. Oh, yeah, picking she her feet. She was taking care yeah. of her toes, exactly. Yeah. She was very mindful of her connection to the ground and our bodies. Mm. Our feet are our foundation. They are our connection, and they're a sensing organ. Yeah. <clears throat> Like I said, you know, with the with the earplugs or rose-colored glasses, you're always walking around with this filter on, mm. and it's just important in my experience, in my decade of experience, it's important to be mindful of that sense because the modern footwear industry doesn't care yeah, whether yeah. or not you're mindful. Right. They are driven by profits. Yeah. And... There's a lot of things that are done. Uh, I think you brought up form earlier. Uh, walking form, running form. <laughs> There's form with any movement that we do. And these are, you know, small movements that build into bigger movements that are complex movements. Um, if, as a baby, you learned to crawl in a different sequence than somebody else, then your walking form is going to be different. It's just yeah. facts. You're going to have a different squat form as well. These things are all tied into one another, and they're all based in the feet. And there's so many systems of the body. People will come, 
And I've had people come and talk to me about like, oh, I've got, you know, this hip pain. It's driving me crazy. I can't sleep on this side. And then through helping them select different footwear practices and taking care of their feet, Suddenly, I've got them coming back months later being like, I'm only ever going to buy from you again. Yeah. I'm only ever going to come see you again. And this isn't to toot my own horn. This is just to draw attention to, like, if if you're mindful of your feet, then you can really take care of your body in ways that are surprising. It's not even like I'm out here saying, like, people should run a sub-two marathon, right? <laughs> like, I don't right. give a shit about that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I just really hope people, like, massage their feet and pick the gunk out of their toes, you right. know? Right, right. <laughs> quick, quick side note, though. Um, you ever notice in Avatar they put a lot of emphasis on showing as much as how feet as, like, is logistically possible? <laughs> to the point where it's mildly disturbing it's like i i don't it's like all we know sure. is that the person has watched quentin tarantino that's what i'm saying right because it's just like i mean i understand you know it, they have to identify like exactly. why they're barefoot why she's barefoot and whatnot and she has a lot of pride for her barefoot feet but mm-hmm. that is a bit too much pride for the right or for the, the the artist of that show to put that much emphasis on like a fucking 12 year old girl's dirty fucking feet it's weird it's <laughs> weird and there's another scene in that shit in the set whatever Anyway, I by the way, I feel that's louder. what you remember about it. That's like the thing you focus on. No, Ooh, it's the most. Feet. It's the most. It was like, like I can't believe it. There's 47 different times. It's just the most prominently weird thing I've ever seen in that fucking. Everything is completely fine, and then Top Top shows up, and it's like, why the fuck do I have to see? It's like, like well, the first time you ever see is like when she's like uh, laid back, she's all trying to be cool and shit. It's like the scene where you know the badass has got their boots on the table or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and then it's just mm-hmm. her bare feet. And it's like. Like, that is a really weird. Yeah, that's just a very odd. I don't know. It's I see just, your point. I see your yeah. point. I still don't think it's a good reason to have all of those stills from the show framed around. Yeah. Your <laughs> I don't yeah. see why we have to. Look at it's them my right wallpaper now. on my phone. Let's just move on. <laughs> Fuck, God, dude. Talking about anyway. What? What? What's your subject oh of discussion? God. I didn't realize that pillow back there is tough. <laughs> it's a top. Yeah. It's a Toff's foot body pillow. It's just a giant body pillow of Toff's foot. Like, yeah, it's... It's like no. that shot where it's the foot, but if you turn it just right, you can see her eyes yeah. peering above it. Okay, I'm about to... Like, okay, like the scratch I'm and sniff? Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's probably that the most disturbing. <laughs> it's so authentic. I can smell all the must and the mud. It's, it's, it's weird. That's why this place smells like sandalwood. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got to have, like, fucking, like tree bark skin on her fucking like straight up nothing but calluses on the bottom of the feet oh, just like fucking stomping on shit but I mean her her toe can break rock yeah pretty solid yeah it's pretty badass I think that I think that's probably one of the it's more it's based off of Muay Thai uh, earth bending mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's based yeah it's based off of Muay Thai that shit goes fucking hard bro like, I mean, rock bending mixed with that shit? Fuck. All right. Earth bend. Anyway, we'll talk about, we're talking about Avatar next time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, in, somewhere in an episode, like, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. If we'll be back there, we've got our list. <laughs> we haven't touched, like, any of them. Right. Because we always get distracted with other things. Dude, I'm, it's going to be an entire hour, because I really, I would love to talk uh, talk about Korra and uh, I uh, Avatar. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's because, like, I mean, it's so, I apologize. I'm going off track. Asami's a weird fucking character. That's all I'm gonna say. She's like Deus Ex Sokka. Like, she just comes out of nowhere with like a... But she's the only problem I have. Well, she's not the only... She's the only strange... Hey, like, you know what? You know what? Wait, Right. Calm, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. I'm fucking calm. Do your subject. Headphone users. 
Oh yeah. Oh right. I'm sorry. Let me let me soothe you, bring you back down, heal your ears with the power of my whispering voice. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dick move on my part, I will admit. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit more. <laughs> I feel like that does not cover everything. Mm. Nah, so we're going to talk about something we said we were going to talk about a while ago. Mm-hmm. Detective shows. Specifically, Ooh, Detective Conan? No. Oh my god, so good. No, so <laughs> I want to look at... Um, Sherlock. A couple, no. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm going to focus on a little bit older ones. So we're oh, talking yeah. about Murder, She Wrote, Columbo. And I'm more talking about um, detective shows that are staged in one location, majorly. Mm. Yeah. And they traditionally have somebody murdered every single time, and there's not like other type of crimes being solved. It's always going to be like murder. Murder. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4. No. Yes. Doesn't fit what I'm talking about. It is exactly what you're talking about. So in Murder, She Wrote, it is set in Cabot Cove, Maine. It is a fake place. It doesn't actually exist. Um, yeah, I knew Maine was never real. God damn liars. Fucking geographists. Yeah. Geographists, geologists, whatever. Go on. Geographers? Cartographers? Cardi- 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 cardiologists. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can and name things so, off too. Okay. So there's a lot of so there's some things that they follow along where um especially Murder She Wrote, if you watch through the entire, I think there's like eleven seasons. I haven't seen an episode. Including the season including the episode where they make fun of the friends. Hilarious. Because they were arrivals for all of one short period of time, and friends obviously won that battle. <laughs> but um, in there, people die like every single episode, right? <laughs> like a yeah. town of 30. <laughs> and so you hit a point in this thing where the logic is yeah. half the town is murdered, half the town is murderers. <laughs> but there are certain storyline things of this that continually go on where like this person committed a crime, but two seasons later, they're back out in their own little jolly self out there. Right. It's like, it's like, so how does your prison system work that murderers are just out on the streets in two months? Well, they show you the Cabot Cove prison, and there's like two cells. <laughs> so oh, it's just like your number of people. We're at capacity. We're yeah. at capacity. Right. Instead of just shoving them all into like one uh, uh, unamorphous blob. Like, there's no know. way he'll murder for the eighth time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. We have an episode, and there's a random stranger getting off the bus. Yeah. Question. Yeah. <laughs> is there like, you know... All I can think of, and this has to be, it has to be canon, is there is some gang somewhere, yeah. and their entire initiation is you have to go to Cavicove, Maine, <laughs> kill someone, and, get and then away live with there. It. No, 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 yeah, they no. get away with the murder right. in order to join the gang. Wow, I and mean, then you know, so you have to blame someone else on. Uh, uh, but the thing is, Jessica Fletcher gets you every single time. Right. So uh-huh. the gang always stays small. Yeah. I had an unrunning joke with someone. They're like, "Hey, if you ever want to start a gang, what would your initiation be?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> hear me out uh, hear me out here <laughs> what you have to do is you have to go to western Washington so western Washington you it's have to specific. steal a working Yugo that has not been stole, but stolen by another gang member what's a Yugo? it's a, a really crappy car from you. Yugoslavia um, it is it, it's oddly specific that's the point because in order to find a working Yugo, there's not many in Western Washington. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to make one your own. No, 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 like you can't. Side. Nope, you have no. You have to steal a working Yugo. You can't do no, it. No, no, you, you give it to someone and then you steal it back from them. Profit. You know what I mean? Anyone? It's fine. Move on. <laughs> but the entire Go point ahead. is that it keeps it all very small. So back to yeah. my theory about this is that there is somebody out there who is like this diabolical person. 
that's trying to figure out how smart is J.B. Fletcher. Because she's a murder mystery writer, as well as she solved murder mysteries. Oh, isn't this the fucking, uh, uh, oh. Angela Lansbury? No, the same, um, it's the same premise as Rook, isn't it? He's a detective writer who works for, uh, detective, or like Rook. Yeah. Castle. Castle. What? Castle. I don't know why. I I don't know Rook. It's a castle piece. (laughs) Right. Because a Rook is a castle. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. It's it's true that this is a different title of it. So, yes, it's similar to Castle, but there's not, it's more homey feel than New York City. Oh, yeah. And it's much more about Angela Lansbury doesn't really work with the police. She just kind of shows up and does it. Oh, so she's like a psychic detective, but like with no, books. no, no, no. <laughs> she's in no way she ever, <laughs> yeah. She's not she's psychic. I, I think she's murder. Psychic, just but yeah, murder just goes ahead of her. No, no, no. That's right. <laughs> she just that's Sean she, Spencer. She writes the murders, and I'm and very sad about the the newest movie that they put out. Oh, it was what? good. Oh, Psych movie two, the second Psych movie. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen. I haven't. I need to watch. It was more good. Psych. The problem is pretty good. Psych's oh, on the list. Yeah. The the problem with that movie Monkey's fantastic. I miss. Is he dead? No, that's they, they stopped. Oh, I miss okay. it. I really wish he was coming back. Yeah, it is um, a really good show. Yeah, but um, so the Psych movie too. Since we talked about this really quickly, it was good. The problem is they they kept the shenanigans, but they got rid of the entire thing about him being psychic. What? Like there's like two or three moments in the entire movie where he has a psychic vision. Well, isn't the whole thing about Psych is like he's he's pretending to be psychic? Yes, or? but he doesn't really pretend to be psychic in the movie. Oh, so he's actually psychic. So he's no, got- no, no, no. He's not actually psychic. There is no like the shtick of the series is he pretends to be psychic like six or seven times through the thing in order to work his way through and figure it out. Mm-hmm. In the movie, which is like three times the length of an episode, yeah, he does it like three times. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of the other shenanigans are still there. A lot of the other, like, callbacks to the thing. But the thing that it missed out on was giving Sean and Gus more time to be psychics. I'm putting quotation marks up. Versus what they did with it. And that's the part that made me sad. I enjoyed the movie. I got done with it. And I'm like, something was off Mm -hmm. about it. But it was fun to watch. Yeah. But there was something that was missing. It was like, yeah. there's a box. It was good, but it could have been better. There, there, there was a box that needed to be checked. And I don't know. If yeah. the, I couldn't figure out what the box was. Right. And then someone's like, isn't he supposed to be psychic? It's like, oh my God, that's the box. Right. It, it's do it a couple times more and it would, it would have been better. But it's yeah. they had times where he could have had a psychic psychic moment, but they, but just, they didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. They also that's didn't. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the part that made me sad. There's a bunch of really good twists and turns along the way, and mm. it was definitely fun to watch uh, Sean and Gus back together. They overdid the uh, I'm Sean Spencer's and this is my buddy, insert something here. Mm. They overdid that gag a little bit. Is that much. our gag? Is that where our gag came from? No. No? We're just assholes. Okay. No. Uh, well, it's called random rant. It doesn't matter. Go on. I, did, I didn't really think about it. It might come from there. So All I know is we did it was because fruit we tried right. to come up with things to be amusing at the beginning of an episode. And most of the time they're not because 
We're not good writers. I make me laugh. Oh, that's I what, No, I like me. I like me doing the thing. That is my entire goal with the introduction is can yeah. I break you or make you laugh? No, I, I mean, I'm definitely not worried about you laughing. I'm obviously, obviously not worried about anyone else laughing. But back to <laughs> the, best, the best writers write for themselves. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but probably also Cato. not the best bestsellers. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of the ones where like you watch this they're normally 48 minute long episodes I believe because they're an hour long. Right. But with commercial like most like detective shows 48 minutes. Yeah. And it's just you, you get the introduction to the crime. You kind of have the police show up and go down the wrong road. Mm. Jessica Fletcher realizes they're going down the wrong wrong road, wrong road, ends up having a awkward encounter with the actual murderer who gives her a piece of evidence. And then 20 minutes later, she's like, aha, you said so this 20 minutes ago. And that, yeah, that's the entire formula to it. But there's a lot of like really weird things that happen. So she's just lucky and attentive. Like, attentive, I think, is she, really the... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the point. Um, Again, like Joseph Bizarre Adventure Part 4. Going. No. Yes. No. Yes. Kira. How dare you? No. How dare you not know JoJo's? Go on. I've never seen it, so... Oh, my. Thank you. Got Two to one, you lose. Devil worshippers. Swear to that God. Even know? The evil. Yeah, that's no. Okay. Pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> which, wait, which one is which the right? One is the right? <laughs> wait for an L. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but no. you have to, to go. Right. Yeah. No, fair. Yeah, go on. Uh, but no, it's, yeah, I'm just it's very enjoyable. Uh, but the thing that comes in the, <laughs> there. See, the problem is the L that you see is not that's the L that's right. yeah. yeah. I'm like, yes. all right, that's so, right. Go right. That is right, because that is. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, that looks yeah. So that's an yeah, L. Yeah, that makes yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. I've never actually had to get well. That's not an L. If you can't see what's happening right now, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> if you know, if you can't see the things being done in an audio, uh, uh, audio uh, medium, then yeah, this is you haven't picked up your psychic connection kit yet. I don't know. What Please tune in for when we have somebody that comes by <laughs> and gives you the audible version of what's oh, going on. Who who slams a spike in the back in your back perfectly uh, centered to where it unlocks your inner chi, and you can see in light. He's currently making hand motions, and now his hands are with one over the other as uh, he sits there to say the next thing. Uh, He's uh, now going switching yeah. his hands back and forth as a fist and flat, fist and flat, fist and. Now he's doing motions from Naruto. Naruto. Rasengan, bitches. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the symbol for Rasengan. That one. That's that one is. That is As he gives me a bird. <laughs> Very small. Not that is a symbol. But it is a bird. A symbol. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's definitely effective. No. So so what is about the, the these detective shows that, well, so that I really grind your gears? So, well, doesn't grind my gears. No, no, I know. I just think it's kind of funny that there's certain logic that is put into the show that is very much of like, hey, this is our formula to it. She's going to realize this, this, and this piece of information. But the movie never really addresses the fact that everyone dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have Abbott Cove, and they've yeah. the entire town. Right. And somehow... Like six hundred people have died here, and that's not—that's like three times the size of the population. Like, 
Per capita, you yeah. are you murder 100% chance things. of dying right. unless you are Jessica well, Fletcher and or the police officer. If the internet existed back then, nobody would ever move there because the crime rate is so high. <laughs> right? rate is Why so high? is everyone dying? I, I everyone seems like, so nice. They say, like, in their, why did all their poachers they say, come back, please? I don't get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the what they the, what they're not telling you is it's actually a, a VR simulation, and she's brainwashing people to become. Ironically, new there is an episode where they do a VR simulation where she wears really? a mask similar to Jordy LaForge as they go through this video game. In order for her to solve the murder mystery, she has to actually break through this special door that's locked. No way! And by opening up, it gets straight to the up final Johnny clue Quest shit. No, that way. helps her solve it. Yeah. What year was this? Would you guess? Uh, this would have been the late is, 90s. Yeah. That's some straight up like, Johnny. You know what? You know that Johnny that's question? That's oddly futuristic for yeah. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, that's oh, what it is. Oh, you, it, it is wow. a cheesy picture. Wow. like white. She's wearing like these white gloves that goes along with it. Um, there. Oh, God. But no, like, so it's kind of interesting where you have all this goes on where it's a very logical show in the context of what they're trying to get to the point of and how they figure out who did it in the end. Another reason why I love Columbo, because he's very much of like this detective who's who no one really likes because he's kind of a direct asshole. Like <laughs> he'll basically walk up to you with his cigar and be like, "Hey, I know you killed him, but we're gonna talk about what could have happened, where I basically implicate you the entire time. But I want you to join me in this conversation back and forth of like." Why else could he have died? I mean, I know the, the reason why you did it isn't the only reason. What other reasons are there? That's actually Well, that's really good, but the entire thing was, if you remember, he was wearing the blue shoes. And the blue shoes couldn't have done it. So what we need to have had was something else. Give me one second, I'm going to puff my smoke a couple of times, looking like I'm being pensive, thinking about what you just said. But I know the blue shoes couldn't have done it because there was red scuff marks. And I don't know of any blue shoes that do red scuff marks. So, so so we have to figure out who also wears the red shoes. And if you look at this photograph, look, there you are in red shoes. Weird. <laughs> there that guy's in red shoes. I, I, it could have been him. So, Except he, he might have been in the photo. But we really all know he left earlier because of the thing he had to catch the flight. And you're the only one with red shoes. Can't break character. And so later on, we're going to end up showing up at your apartment when you're trying to throw out your red shoes you that are covered possess. in blood. And thank you for telling me that because now so, I have the murder. Proof you did it. Your face is starting to change like in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Adventure Part 5. You're becoming possessed by a nice spirit. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 or... You're just saying it to, to get to us. Oh, no. Oh, it doesn't exist. Well, or Columbo. Oh, no, 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 shut up. JoJo's exists. It is, well, it is, it is the savior of all memes everywhere. I would appreciate if you do not disrespect my culture and religion. Okay, sir? It is, it is very, <laughs> it is, it's very imperative that you do not I've got about ten minutes to talk about your religion if you can <laughs> share I would like to introduce you to a spiritual, <laughs> true spiritual <laughs> So, back in Columbus. Stand with me, my fellow stand users. <laughs> yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, but it's the entire thing where... Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, right. I feel like we should just tell this podcast rip headphone users. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what I want you to do is go home and listen to this. I've listened with to every single episode. And only headphones turned all the way up. And well, if you I'm can not live turn through that, all the way up, then you there's can stay a, as loud. There's volume modulating and shit like that. Shut up. It's fine. 
It's probably fine. It's probably I probably <laughs> this is this might be a reason why we have so few. Views. Why is there eight new people? And it's, you know that went to the hospital last night with burning yeah. eardrums. Yeah. I wonder what happened. I have a beautiful singing voice. So can so, you feel the love? Okay, I'm done now. Go on. It's brutal. <laughs> you know you gotta be that honest, Dan. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. Ow. Yeah. I'm in a lot of pain. Are you in a lot? Like emotional what? pain. You have destroyed my soul. <laughs> oh, no. Was my was my singing voice so beautiful? It just melted your heart into your uh, into your stomach. I feel well, that it I did something. That. I would not say beautiful. <laughs> I kind of have to fart now, so that's that's nice. Anyway, go on. So well, no. Back, so so, so what is Columbo? Columbo? Who is Columbo? Columbo is a. I told you. No, I mean I know that. I'm saying like, where's like, is, so is that his thing? Is that he's just a hard pressed asshole? Yes, like it's attentive. He's an attentive hard pressed asshole. I mean, so he's so that's a '70s one, like oh, early, okay. late '60s, early '70s, I believe. Yeah, that Columbo makes more sense. Out. And he's very much of like the turn that point. What do you want in your private in your um you know detective? Mm-hmm. Well, he's like straight up noir. He's like he's like um, the reincarnation. He's like the the Cora. Like where if uh, Sherlock uh, yeah, Holmes was Aang, so Columbo would be Cora. Lieutenant the, Frank Columbo. Always he's the wear, avatar. Of he detectives. wears a tie, the trench coat, has a scruffle of hair. Let me see. Oh wow, he does. He does not seem like that much of an asshole. He does seem jovial though. Oh, I do like, trust me, I like um, his face. He's the grandpa. This this is a better right. view of him. Yeah, he seems like, more... like I hear what you're saying as he rubs his forehead, but the problem is I think you lied about that. It sounds like a great architect, actually. Oh no, no, he he is that traditional one. Um, there, he's much more subtle the, than the, like the important. Comes. So what Columbo did is their little shtick to it was: you see the person die, but you don't see who murdered them. And this is where that this is where this part started. Yeah. Because a lot of previous detective ones, they either showed you the person who committed the crime, so like you're talking Perry Mason or there, so you kind of knew you were in for it. This is one where you didn't know, and that kind of what gave off what we have now, where majority of the time in your detective shows, they no longer show you the person... Unless they specifically have a reason to show you the person. Right. Like uh, that, that, um, oh, what's the mind one? Um... That's the one with criminal the really, minds. criminal minds. Yeah, criminal minds. That's what they do in criminal minds all the time. Like I saw, like that, if it's a cameo of like a special guest star actor and he's there, the murderer, they'll show you right, uh, right up. Uh, usually, show you right uh, mm-hmm. at first, but it's usually the murder and then the series and then oh, you find out along with the detectives, which is pretty cool. I like that. I like that. I like that dynamic. You know, they had they actually had a show. They used to have a show like for a short time where it was like lawyer, like it was like the side of the lawyers. It wasn't the detective. It was, it was a lawyers who took out all the evidence and actually had to like present a case, uh, a case in court. Are you talking about Jack? No, it was newer. Jack, Jack in general. <laughs> it might have been talking about. Um, it was newer. It was in two. It was in the two thousands, like two thousand. It was probably two thousand ten. Star Michael Weatherly. I don't remember his name, but it was like a. It was just like one Bull. season because I never saw. Fuck. I, don't I think know. it's Bolt. Is what Bull? you're talking. Might be. Because um, it, it was it was it was pretty interesting because it was like it, it had the like the the lawyers that you knew about it was like shady as fuck don't get it don't really care who did it just mm-hmm. get results and then it had like the moral compass you know it was like no I can't bull might have been I don't know so <clears throat> maybe but it was pretty interesting I think that that's the only one I can think of that has um, 
But, and basically what he does is he works with the... No, it was a team. It was a team, but yeah. But he, along with the people from his consulting firm, yeah. work alongside someone in order to help set the jury so that they can have the best chance of winning yeah. based on what they know of the jury. Is oh, so what? it's like that one movie where it was like um, a jury for sale or whatever, where they convince an entire jury to like go against a... Gun yeah. law organization or some shit. It's great. There's a lot of it's those. It's a good fucking movie. Um, but, like, there's also, if you go back a little further, Ironside. Ironside. It stars... Sounds it, familiar. Um, the guy who played Perry Mason, I believe, plays uh, a dude who gets shot early on, mm-hmm. and he's in a wheelchair. Hence, Ironside. Oh. Old Ironside. Uh, he, yeah, he's pretty old. Hell, he's pretty old in that. And that looks old as hell. Yeah. Um... But no, it's one of the ones where, like, when you take these older poli- older police dramas, mm-hmm. and they have their very formulaic, but they don't always buy their own rules. Yeah. Because that's what makes them interesting. Like, Columbo is the same person. The irony with Columbo is they keep talking about Mrs. Columbo. Mm-hmm. So his wife, he'll talk about his wife, what his wife does. And they're very descriptive of who his wife is, like, the, the entire personality, yeah. what she likes to do for fun. But you, like, never, ever see her in the entire series. They don't even but show a cameo can, or anything? I think they do, like, later on. There might have been one or two Yeah. Uh, there. But the, that, there's the entire thing where he'd, like, talk about, hey, oh, yeah, my wife was doing laundry, or my wife who enjoys painting this type of thing, or my wife who has this a fantastic way of making this one dish. That's or a great wife, You know, she kind of, like, clips her toes off the side of the bed. Like, those type yeah. of lines within the entire thing, you get this entire person that's made up by him. And, and just never seen. You just never seen. Just I, an anchor it, point for the world. So yeah. It's yeah. like, he's a normal guy with a wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a wife and probably kids. Well, like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. so, like, that's the part of there that I really enjoy about these TV shows is part of it is the formulaic. You know, we know what's going to happen in the end. We know that the bad guys going to get their comeuppance. Like, mm-hmm. we know we know Aang was going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry if that's a... Spoiler. Spoiler for me. <laughs> he beat, he beat the wind. That part. He beat but the like, wind. Aang won a fight once. Everybody knows he won one. Yeah. At least one. <laughs> that one fight. Yeah, you gotta him. give him one after all of his losses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, about the same number as you have. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a laugh, right? Just running with the punches. Yeah, like a but no, it's like, that's the part of dick. You know, we can, the, about detective shows that I kind of like is that, yes, it's very much of the personality of the person. Yeah. The ones that I really enjoy is, you know, Angela Lansbury, who's kind of like this motherish type one, you know, the aunt you always want to come into town, who's very cordial, understands that people are going through a hard time and tries to empathize with them. Is that the murder she wrote one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, you have another it's side, Columbo, who it. is this very much of hard knock. He is a detective. That's it. He loves his wife. Yeah. He believes in loves doing his work. His, loves his wife. Loves he's a justice. straight shooter too. He's very yeah. much. Yeah. He's very much a straight shooter beyond the point where you know he's a complete and total dick. Right. But so he's like Dirty Harry without a gun. He does have a gun though. Well, I mean, he's a detective. Uh, he's, but he doesn't use it. He anymore. has more personality than Dirty Harry does. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just a. <laughs> Fair enough. And Fair he has enough. this thing called. He has this thing called a conscience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. doesn't just murder a motherfucker out of nowhere. Oh, no, I, I don't think he's murdered anyone. He just finds out who the murderer is. Which surprisingly, he's got to have like you know a really busy caseload because 
he finds somebody new every single week. Right. But you never see him filling out the paperwork. Right. That's like, ah, oh, whoa. You never see him in fucking... court. It's just, it's just done. I would love for there to be like this TV series just... that is this cop who uh, finds people, and puts them, you know, puts them behind bars, mm-hmm. and then the following week. Has to do all the paperwork. No, no, no. no. The following week, there's another series that follows along and puts that guy through a court trial. (laughs) Oh my god, that would actually be really interesting. And then you have another, you have a third one with the cop, and you have a third one which is basically like this: the thing about uh, you have this prison that consistently gets bigger and bigger. (laughs) The people (laughs) you just see it's just all the different shenanigans that happen in prison. Think Hogan's Heroes, only with. Former murderers in this one really like bright and happy town. Really? Because of course, Cabot Cove is like super happy, you know, right. super bright and happy. Just you, if the storm happens, it's because it happens for one episode, and then the next one, it's all sunshiny and bright, and oh god, the storm's over, and now we kill the person. So, <laughs> we just went crazy and just murdered someone. Out so of there we go. That, that's our See, idea. Is I like. I like well. I like that idea. That's very good. You should definitely capitalize on that. But I actually I like shirt like. So oh, what's your take on Sherlock Holmes? Oh, that's it. I, I've got it. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. I like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's writing. Um, most of the new ones are a little bit too. It's less about his mind and it's more about his actions. Yeah. And I really enjoy the more of the slow, subtle approach. The I'm going to sit here in this dark room for six hours. Because I know they're going to come through that wall. And all I'm going to do is just sit here Mm. in silence, thinking Mm. to myself. Hmm. Um, I like... Doesn't uh, translate very well. It it doesn't. No. Hollywood it up. Exactly. And that's kind of where, like, a lot of what makes Sir Arthur Conan Doyle interesting was all the information he picked up was stuff he found out back in the night back in the late 18 early 1900s so yeah like meditation and well no no but it's like oh this one this one poison he had to go find that somewhere Mm -hmm. and how do you find that there so not a big fan of it uh would love to see night court as kind of like the entire idea for the people going back and forth Mm. i think that'd be great so you have like this cop fair enough night court and then there we have five seconds i love you and i've been ducking mcleod of cloud we have